Welcome to the Discover Strength Podcast, where we ditch the fads and bring you the latest research on exercise to help you look and feel your best in a fraction of the time. I'm your host, Logan Emmett Herlihy, an exercise physiologist with Discover Strength. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Discover Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Emmett Hurley. He's so excited to be joined today by our resident Division I uh, track and field athlete, Maria Hauger, joins us today from our Northeast location. You guys have probably heard her on previous episodes. Please go back and reference those. Maria's got a lot of awesome takes, and we're so excited to have her back on today. So, Maria, please say hello, and then we'll jump right in to today's episode, which I think is going to be super interesting for our listeners. Yeah. Hello, everyone. And Logan, thanks for having me again. This is awesome. Yeah. So glad to have you back. So today, Maria, we're going to be talking about metabolism, specifically energy expenditure and how it relates to exercise. So we've got a few different studies, a few different talking points here that we want to kind of bring together today, because there's still so much misinformation in the fitness industry of does exercise specifically help you burn more calories? How many times do we see people in the beginning of the year, January 1st, go into the gym, go into the treadmills and just trying to burn off all that excess, you know, New Year's Eve, booze, champagne, whatever it might be. So the common thought here is more cardio, more exercise in general equals more calories. And as we know, and we'll kind of talk and allude to today is that's not necessarily the case. So we've got a great episode that's coming up soon as well with Dr. James Steele. Um, but I really want to kind of dive into what is the, the biggest difference between cardio and strength training, just big picture when it comes to burning calories. Yeah. So the main difference is with a cardio workout, you're going to burn calories obviously during the session, but nothing after where in strength training, you're going to be burning calories during the workout session. And then also after, um, and strength training is going to really help you improve your rest of metabolic rate. And that is something that, um, cardio exercise cannot do. So if your goal is really to improve your body comp, um, you know, lose weight, you don't want to be running tons of miles because really that's going to be a goal of like, if your goal is to run a marathon, yes, do that. But if your goal is really just improve your body comp, you really just have to ha- train hard and frequent and brief and do these hard uh, strength training workouts. Yeah. And we're going to touch on this in so much more detail today, but that's just a great overarching idea is really that no type of cardio has a significant increase. And this is from that study I mentioned with James Steele that we saw without a huge significant time investment over a hundred minutes per session. When you're looking at what it takes to actually get a significant caloric, meaningful caloric burn um, during cardiovascular training. And as we'll kind of get into a little bit more here, what we really want to do is become more efficient calorie burning machines. So there's a great analogy. I forget, uh, you know, one of our colleagues who uses this, but using cardio or using exercise in general to lose weight is kind of like trying to empty an Olympic size pool with a coffee cup, right? It's going to take forever and it's probably not going to work. So how do you make yourself a more efficient calorie burner so that we can reach those body composition uh, goals in the long term? So why don't you start us off here, Maria, talking about this first study, this first big idea um, that we wanted to discuss with our listeners today. Yeah. So resistance exercises increases resting metabolic rate. Um, and aerobic exercise is actually shown to have no significant impact on resting metabolic rate. Um, and how this works is when, why this is the case, because when you build new muscle, 
Um, when you strength train, you're actually going to be breaking down little micro tears in your tissue. And then in those next 70, 72 hours, you're recovering. Um, that's going to increase your muscle, um, your resting metabolic rate. Um, and that's different from like cardio where cardio, you're going to be burning calories during the workout, but then nothing after. Um, and wrist and distance strain actually stimulates higher, like a higher order of motor units. And that causes you to work in, into your reserve capacity, which means your body has to adapt and go stronger. So when you go stronger and increase your muscle mass, which is hypertrophy, you have to burn more calories at rest to maintain this new calorically dem demanding tissue. Whereas cardio, um, especially the extended cardio, like a marathon or ultra marathon, this taps primarily into lower order um, muscle fatigue, resistant fibers. And this uses the uh, citric acetyl, which is fax oxidation in the long term, and it can, can basically run forever. Um, while there are massive benefits to the cardiovascular system from this, there's very little stimulus for muscle growth and adaptation, and so you don't burn any calories at rest. So you just said so many important things there, and I just kind of want to simplify some of them for our clients here. So essentially what, what we're saying and what Maria was alluding to there is that when you resistance train, you're recruiting the bigger fiber types, your type two fibers that are harder to get at, that you can't really get at when you're doing things like cardiovascular training, like running, um, extended cycling, things like that, because our bodies are meant to be able to maintain those activities for an extended period of time. So um, we're not going to get any metabolic adaptation benefits from a strength training or from a strength and hypertrophy perspective when we're doing these things that our body can literally just do forever, right? Like you could run a marathon based on the amount of fat tissue you have on your body. I mean, for a long, long time, right? You can just go for miles and miles and miles. So we need to do these really physically demanding tasks. In this case, resistance training is going to break down uh, our muscle and allow us to rebuild it even stronger, right? And that rebuilding process, that's where we get that additional caloric burn. When you add that new muscle tissue, when you create uh, those new muscle fibers, those new cells, um, then you get uh, more caloric burn over the long term. So let's talk about just momentary muscle failure, this idea that our, our clients are probably pretty familiar with, and just caloric expenditure in general. So why is training, we know now resistance training is important, uh, especially compared to cardio for, for burning calories, for improving body composition, but why is specifically momentary muscle failure important when it comes to uh, caloric expenditure? Yeah, so there's a, a lot of studies have actually shown that training to failure has um, produced more of a calorie burn than not training to failure. Um, and this is kind of one of the most controllable factors in your workout. So you probably, if you're a client at Discover Strength, we talk about in the intensity of a workout a lot. And that's basically just means, you know, how hard you're pushing yourself, how hard we're pushing you um, during your workouts. And you can really control that. There's a lot of things you can't control from your workouts, like maybe how you slept, how you're feeling, like things like that while you're going into the workout, but knowing this, you're giving everything you have and you're trained to that point of where you're physically cannot do another rep in good form. That's going to elicit the best results you can have, um, on that day. And you're going to burn more calories during the workout. 
Yeah. So we want to get the most out of that workout that we're actually doing. And the research shows now, some of this is actually from a book, how to maximize caloric cost of exercise that actually training to failure, you're going to get that additional boost, right? So we know resistance training better than cardio training when it comes to improving body composition. Um, and then training to failure, like you said, it's the way to control the variable when it comes to science, when it comes to evidence, we want to control as many variables as we can. And the way to control the intensity variable is to try to train as hard as you can every single time which is why it's so important to train into a place like Discover Strength where you're going to get supervision. You're going to have somebody like Maria in your face getting every last ounce of intensity and energy out of you. Um, so let's look at uh, uh, next here. Let's talk just about strength training and some acute increases in resting energy expenditure. So what does strength training actually do in the short term? And then how does that translate to how you're going to burn more calories in the long term? Yeah, so just in the short term, your resting energy expenditure, RMR, is going to be elevated 5 to 9% for the next 72 hours following a strength training session. And that's why our recommendation at Discover Strength is training two times a week. So say you're training on a Monday and a Thursday, you're going to be constantly in an elevated calorie burn. So you work on a Monday, the next 72 hours, you're elevated you know, it starts to come down, you train back on Thursday, it's elevated all the way back to Monday. So it's just a cycle that keeps going. And that's where you're in a chronic long-term stretch of calorie burn as well. Are you experiencing low back pain that continues to persist even though you've tried everything? Research indicates the root cause of most back pain is due to deconditioning or lack of strength in the low back musculature. Unlike chiropractic, massage, and other passive therapies that treat the symptoms of low back pain, Medic's Medical Low Back Therapy by Discover Strength is an active therapy, which means it treats the pain at its source. With just two sessions a week for five weeks, the Medic's Medical Low Back Therapy will help you decrease pain levels, increase flexibility and mobility, and improve quality of life and independence. Schedule your free introductory session at our Chanhassen location today. Yeah, and, and just this 5 to 9% ideas is something that we talk about a lot specifically at Discover Strength, and it's something you see within the industry a lot. You know, places like Orange Theory Fitness use some of this research as sort of the basis for their whole uh, training principles, right? This idea of getting into that fat burning zone where your body's kind of reaping the benefits of recovery from strength training. But let's just, just take a brief snapshot here right now. This is not a perfect uh, mathematical equation for exactly the amount of calories you're going to burn, but I just put together some notes here um, just based on the median of let's say it's five to 9%. We're looking at about 7% on average for 72 hours. So why don't you walk us through? And again, guys, this is in a vacuum, right? So if we think about your strength training career, if you build some muscle, these numbers are null and void, right? Because you've added some muscle tissue. Now you're burning more calories at rest already. But let's just assume here for the sake of argument that somebody's burning 2000 calories a day. What might that look like over the course of uh, a week, a month, a year, if they're burning on average, say 7% more calories from their resistance training? Why don't you walk us through some of those stats? Yeah. So if you worked out every 72 hours, what we recommend discover strength, um, that'd be an additional 140 calories burned per day. 
980 calories per week, 3,920 calories per month. And there's about 3,500 calories in a pound of fat. So it'd be about 40, uh, 47,440 calories per year, which is 13 uh, pounds of fat loss. If nothing else has changed, which I know there would be some factors and things would change, but in reality about changing anything um, and just keeping your diet controlled, adding accurate amount of protein. Um, it is possible to see tremendous body condition changes by simply just adding resistance training to failure um, into your lifestyle. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so pertinent to our listeners too, because we as trainers have seen this over and over again, right? People come in to discover strength, they have body composition goals. They do something like a bod pod, which is extremely important if you have body composition change as one of your goals, but then they don't see those drastic improvements right away. Right. And maybe they're not doing a lot of things from their diet perspective. Maybe they've not changed a lot of other things, but if we continue to check in over the course of a year, uh, you know, six months, three months, a year, whatever it might be, how many times have you seen somebody that all of a sudden comes in after a year and it's like, wow, they've added six pounds of muscle and they've lost six pounds of fat. And if you look at it on a day-to-day -day basis, it really doesn't seem like that much. They might not have even have noticed the changes and are shocked by the results. Now, just imagine what you can get if you're being proactive about it, if you're taking charge of your diet, if you're doing all those other things. So, you know, I, I know you hear this all the time, Maria, but as trainers, our, our job is not to give you dietary advice, but we can see the power of this stuff really working firsthand. So let's kind of tie it all together here. Why don't you walk us through kind of putting all the pieces together here, how we can increase our resting metabolic rate with exercise, and then what kind of things we should be doing and recommending toward clients to do if, if they've got body composition change goals. Yeah. So in summary, um, we can really increase our rest metabolic rate with exercise, but know that resistance training shows the most benefit. Cardio has little to no effect on your rest metabolic rate. And we can increase the benefit of resistance training by training to that momentary muscular failure compared to regular strength training. Like if you just do you know, three sets of 10, not reaching failure compared to training to failure, you'll get the most bang for your buck um, from aerobic perspective or from a metabolic perspective. Um, and this allows you also to control the intensity um, of your workout. So just remember, the more you give into your workout, train that failure point, you're gonna get more calorie burn out of your workout. Um, so how much change are we talking about? So remember, this is, in general, you can boost your metabolism from five to 9% for 72 hours post a strength training session. Um, this doesn't account for additional benefit of adding more muscle tissue, which is a standard byproduct of strength training. So essentially, um, this is compounding like interest, increasing net returns. So basically what we should really be doing is you should train hard, which ideally you want to train to momentary muscular failure under supervision, like all discover strength workouts. You want to train brief. So anywhere from 20 to 60 minutes uh, for a session based on your intensity and experience. I want to train in frequent. So two to three times a week um, at max. And you want to make sure you're training at a high level intensity. Um, we also recommend getting a body composition test done, like doing this in our bod pod. Like we have one of these at discover strength. It's a great way to check your, what your muscle metabolic rate is. And then you can actually see that number increase as you increase more muscle mass on your body. And you can see how you burn more calories just at rest then. Um, and then if you're really looking to improve your body comp overall, you want to eat in a slight caloric deficit and really prioritize your protein and make sure you're getting anywhere from 0.7 to all the way to 1.2 grams 
um, per pound of body weight to make sure that you're keeping your lean muscle mass um, and seeing the best results possible. Any great points there. And way to just synthesize everything for our listeners, Maria. And again, guys, this is not a, um, you know, a, a shot taken at cardiovascular training. Maria, if anyone in our, our company is one of our biggest fans of, of cardio and running. So she knows the value that comes from, you know, going out, getting your shoelaces tightened, go book out five, 10 miles, whatever it might be from a mental perspective, maybe from a little bit of a caloric burn perspective, but we're talking about specifically, how do you maximize the caloric cost of exercise? How do you get the most metabolic bang for your buck when it comes to resistance training? Well, you've got to prioritize strength training over cardio. You've got to train to momentary muscular failure, right? And then you, you're going to get those increases and you have to take advantage of them by training two to three times per week to make sure you're continuing to see that, that increase in that caloric expenditure. Maria, uh, any other final takeaways? I know we've got body composition challenges coming up, guys. If you've never done one of those, I would highly recommend it. Any other kind of parting words of wis- wisdom for clients who or listeners who are maybe thinking, what else should I be doing on this journey uh, for body composition? Yeah. And as you said, Logan, like I'm, I love running. So I'm like right, right away cardio. Like, yes, it's one of the, my biggest things to clear my mind. I love to do it. But if you're really something that doesn't like to exercise is once gets the most out of like one exercise session is do strength training, like pick strength training, you know, train hard 30 minutes, two times a week. And you're going to see these benefits, especially if you're watching your calories, you're getting enough protein um, and doing the little, little things like those are going to be the main things you do for exercise. Don't have to do any running. You know, if you know there's a lot of people that don't like to run, um, but that's your main way to really increase the benefit of exercise. You heard it here first from Maria Hauger. Don't do any running. <laughs> Guys, thank unless you so you much. Running like me. <laughs> unless you love running. Thank you so much for listening today. Maria, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, we look forward to bringing you guys more information, evidence-backed information here. I will uh, include links to all of these studies that we discussed today. I know we didn't mention them in detail, but these were specific papers that we were referencing. So those will all be available in the show notes. Please tune in, like, subscribe, and we look forward to seeing you all again soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.